Hello and welcome to another episode of Hollywood Haymaker Podcast. My name is Dustin Dubuque. John Hansen here. And we are prepped up and ready for the holidays. Yep. What do you do for the holidays, John? Oh, I'll be getting together with some family. Yeah. yeah. Do you do, are you the on Christmas Day family or are you the before after Christmas family? We're doing it on Christmas Day. Ooh, you're that. Yeah. I was going to see, do you go see a movie on Christmas? No. Did we talk? No, you're not. Oh, you, you just, yeah, you're with the family all day? Yeah, I don't think I've ever gone to a movie on Christmas. Oh, really? Yep, that's my... It's the wife and I's tradition. I think we started it eight, nine years ago because yeah. we're, we're that family that even though it comes Christmas, we've probably already done every single Christmas thing. And then Christmas, we sit around wondering now it's Christmas. What do we, what do we actually do on our day off? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the plan. I have no idea what we're going to go see yet. Considering the movies out again, aren't, aren't great and aren't favorable, but well, we're going to find it out. Yeah. Yeah. My wife ain't going to go see Aquaman. I'm going to go see Aquaman though. Sometime this week. That's a, that's a go ahead for next week's episode of yep. what we're going to talk about. But this week, focusing on the holidays after we get through the news, um, a couple of news things that I got, they're all streaming stuff just because that's so much about what we talk about. And that's our society now. So it's interesting to, to look at. Um, so next year they're predicting that streaming services will make more money than the box office. I can believe it. Is that crazy? I can believe it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you got to think, I mean, it depends on what, if you add in Amazon prime, Hulu, Netflix, HBO, I mean, there's so many add those up to 60, $70 a month. Disney's got one coming. (laughs) That's the big one. DC. DC's got theirs. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to think that that's going to spend more at the box. I mean, but then you got to also think too of like, I mean, again, I don't know the numbers, but like Infinity War or Endgame, I mean, is going to make so much money that it's going to trump like how much of that streaming service money you would think. Yeah. That's how I think of like the three big movies make so much money. Well, the streaming services are, are usually about 10 bucks a month. Right. Times how many, I mean... There's got to be tens of millions of peop- people that are subscribed. Yeah, I, I mean, you would think uh, you would think Netflix has tens of millions, tens of millions of people. So that's hundreds of millions of dollars. I suppose, yeah, I suppose when you think of it like that, and that's every month. Yeah, for twelve months. Yeah, yeah, I guess, so. I guess that adds up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, even people that, yeah, even people that don't do any other streaming service have Netflix almost just like just to have it. I feel like I wonder the amount of people that like my, my grandparents have Netflix. I don't really know why considering I, they still have cable and they don't watch it, but they still have it just because they should. Like it's, it's like one of the things that you should just have now just like once in a while though, they'll, they'll tell me they watch something on Netflix. I'm like, Oh, good job. Way to turn your Roku on for, for four seconds and do it. So that I thought was, was interesting. And then the other part about Netflix to go with the streaming stuff is, uh, they plan on releasing 90 movies next year and going forward, they're going to come off 90 movies a year for Netflix. How many do they typically do? Um, this year it was about 80, but the, in previous years it was like 35. Okay. But now that they're getting, you know, exponentially bigger mm-hmm. and they said they have budgets of some of the movies up to $200 million. Well, we all know that's all it takes to make a good movie is money. I, I know. I know. That was like the main part of the story. It's like, yeah, you know, <coughs> they'll be giving a couple of the movies will be $200 million blockbusters coming right to Netflix. I'm like, sure. that's not the, is that the seller? Like, it's because right. you're spending more money. So have good ideas. Yeah. Right. You have talent. And isn't that, and isn't that the problem with half the streaming service stuff mm-hmm. is that they're thinking of, I mean, the first big money boom that they ever paid was Adam Sandler to yeah. get his, what, four movies made. And then they re-signed him for three more. Sure. I mean, what that year was that, uh, what was that first one? Uh, the hateful, eight, no, what's the hateful eight goof? Uh, the, uh, the, what was that called? I know which one you're talking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't watch it. No, neither did I. I, I kind of stopped being a Sandler fan. I mean, he was great on Saturday night live and his first couple movies were good. Happy Gilmore. And, uh, Billy Madison, but Waterboy. Waterboy was okay. I, but Waterboy. I'll give, I I'll also give, was like ten. So I'll give Waterboy awesome a pass, 10. but after Waterboy, it was just kind of downhill. Were you? Uh, I agree with you. I think me and you agree really well on this one. Um, and this is a good segue to talk about Adam Sandler. 
But I stopped. Like some people give him like Big Daddy and Mister Deeds. I didn't care for Big Daddy. Big Daddy's fine. I don't think there's. I don't think it's great. But like Mister Deeds, I Mr. thought was horrendous. It had one funny part. I don't even remember. What's your funny part? When he was when he had his foot that had frostbite. Oh on it. yeah. And he okay. goes, I can't feel anything in my foot. And the guy's stabbing, stabbing it. And he, and he starts screaming. Yep. And then he goes, nah, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Dang it. That's, That's the true. whole movie. That's all you need to see is that one scene. But the then he the had, right. Oh, it did. And then, you know, and then, uh, you know, little Nicky came out in there, which was just. I one didn't of, see little Nicky. Oh, I saw it in the theater. I saw only one funny part in that movie. They, I don't even remember how they get there, but one of the guys ends up getting, and again, because, you know, it involves the devil and this yeah. kid, gets breasts on his head. And there's a part where he gets them rubbed by, like, a monkey. I remember that distinctly because uh, I was like, and again, I saw it in the theater. I was, like, 12, the 13. Cl- the classic uh, monkey rubbing the head breast <laughs> routine. Right. And I was like, at 13, I was like, funny. But even at 13, I was like, this is bad. This is not good. <laughs> I remember who I went. I literally remember. That might have been the first movie I remember as a kid or being younger. That I remember walking out of the theater with my buddies, and we all talked about how what a waste of time that was. Mm-hmm. Like that was the movie because I remember I remember two of the people I went with, and I remember like being I remember what theater I was in because I was like this is this is bad stuff. I'm like, but well, what else did he come well, up with? Well, good news, he's got a dozen more movies on Netflix. So right, I'm sure, at least one of them is fantastic. Is it? <laughs> is I, it I haven't watched any of them. No, but but going back to that uh, that western one that I'll never remember. The, and the only reason why I find that there's one funny part in that movie that I've never seen. It's only because they talk about like old school baseball, which is what I play. So they make fun of that, and I'm like, if I wasn't in that realm, I wouldn't care. But I found that funny. Um, that was, I think, their most streamed movie that year. Was that? Okay, I didn't help it. <laughs> well, and it's just because. I think Netflix sees, you know, they see so much as background noise. I mean, what's easier than to, 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 you know, throw an Adam Sandler movie on when you're, you know, have watching your two year old try not to destroy the living room mm-hmm. than an Adam Sandler movie. But I mean, I've seen, didn't, I think David Spade even came out with a movie recently cause they're all happy Madison production stuff. But I know that I think I read that they want to do 10 total of those movies on there. It's like, Oh my gosh, how is it working? But then you meet those people that love them. I used to work with a guy who loved every Adam Sandler movie. Like doesn't matter what it was. I remember when that Jack and Jill came out, he was like, this movie is hilarious. I'm like, you are never going to catch me in a million years watching that movie. Cause why would you? Yeah. It's, it's horrible. But, uh, yeah, so that's their plan. So 90 movies next year. Uh, going forward, that's the plan. 90 movies a year. That's their average. I love how it's all kind of a numbers game for them. It's like, you know, they look at viewership and, you know, so they're like, we need 90. It's not that they have 90 good ideas. Oh, of course not. It's not that they've got a, a team of creative folks that are like, we've got all these ideas. we got to make them. It's like they're, they, they just look at the business side of it and they go, we need 90. That's our number. Well, we've only got 10 ideas. <laughs> Come up with 80 more. We don't care. Give, give Sandler a call. Right. He has to have... He's got 14 more up his sleeve, I'm sure. Well, was it... Do you watch... You're a South Park guy? Yeah. Did, did you watch that, the episode where Cartman is awesome and then he's making up the movie ideas, and they all, like, mm-hmm. 67% of them involve Adam Sandler? <laughs> <laughs> like, the, isn't it like the news story, too? They're like, Osimo has created 200 movie ideas, 75 of which... Star Adam Sandler. It's just like that's exactly what Netflix is going to do. Pretty much. Yeah. So I wonder if that means that they are actually going to make them ninety movies, or they're just going to purchase them. Because a lot of them Netflix doesn't have any part of until they're done, and then they buy them from someone. You know, it'll probably that, be a mix of. You would think so, that. right? I mean, because you know, like, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, that Scorsese movie, like that's their movie, mm-hmm. but uh. But like, like the Sandler ones, that's saying like all the comedy specials that they spend an insane amount of money on. They do spend a lot on them. I would think they get those pretty cheap. I think they paid Chris Rock a hundred million dollars for his for tambourine. tambourine. Yeah, first comedy special. Yeah, for tambourine. Yeah, I I didn't even finish it. I used to love Chris Rock. Dave I, Chappelle. I, I'm pretty sure Dave Chappelle's two. I think he got a hundred mil for those two. I used to be a huge Chris Rock fan. Yeah. Actually, I I actually met him in person. I got his autograph. I yeah. was. 
when I lived out in California, I went to the premiere of Down to Earth. Oh, wow. Yeah. Blast from the past. Yeah. I got to go inside and uh, see all the celebrities. Jerry Seinfeld was there. Sure. Eddie Murphy, Jamie Foxx, um, and Chris Rock. He signed the, uh, it was like a little press packet thing. Oh, sure. And um, I was pretty excited to meet him. But uh, I didn't even finish watching his, his Netflix special. I thought it was that bad. Yeah, I did watch it. I, I Chris Chris Rock's never fallen under my under my roof, but but that's how much money they're spending just on comedy specials. Why wouldn't they spend that much money on a movie? I mean, I think they're paying I, too much for comedy that, specials. That Jerry Seinfeld special, I think he, I think he got. I, I wasn't his deal for that and comedians and cars getting coffee. That was like a hundred and like fifty million dollars or something like that. Is that crazy? They probably made it for about two hundred bucks. I mean, totally. How much gas does he put in the car? <laughs> And, you know, right. Yeah. The whole show was probably made for under a million. Oh yeah. I mean, but they spent how much, but I don't know. I must equate to everybody's always wondered how Netflix is. Uh, Netflix is pretty secretive when it comes to their statistics. Like they never tell you. I remember when that Adam Sandler movie came out and it was the highest streamed one and people wanted to know, was that clicks? Was that watching the movie a certain amount of length? Was it watching oh. the whole movie? How many people clicked on it, clicked off of it, sure. or accidentally clicked it, or anything like that? Nobody knows that stat. Nobody knows. Have you noticed when you're, works. when you're scrolling through, sometimes the movie will start playing automatically? Right. How much of it is that? Right. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I'm trying to read the little description of what the movie is. All of a sudden, it starts playing. I know. The, the starting to play thing is driving me crazy. Like, and then it gives you no time to, I just had that the other night I was going through Netflix and it was going slower. Cause like mm-hmm. it was in like a good batch of stuff and it's like stops and then it starts to play. I'm like, stop it. Yeah. Just let me figure this out on my own. They probably count all that. Oh, I'm sure they do. You would think they do, mm-hmm. but nobody knows how it's counted or what it equates to. Or, I mean, I can only imagine <coughs> percentages on movies of watching them all the way through, especially at home. When yeah. it's so easy to say, oh, yeah, I'll finish it later, and then never finish it. Mm-hmm. So Netflix is interesting. That's what we like talking about. It's fun. All right. So before we get to the theme of the day, which is the holiday, our holiday special, uh, I got that last list from Rotten Tomatoes of the of the 10 essential movies of the 2000s. And I think, mm-hmm. I think this one you're going to have a lot more issue with compared to the last two. Because we've already talked about most of these movies in our very first episode. And I know your opinions on a couple of them. So, are you are you prepared? Sure. We'll start off with one that we both will full-on agree with, and that's The Dark Knight. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely one of my essential movies. Uh, I would think it's... I, To be honest with you, I'm a little surprised it's on there. <clears throat> just because I, I know it's not necessarily for everybody. Um, I think, uh, you know, once I go through this list, I think you'll realize... I don't think uh, this list, much of this list is for everybody. This one's way mm-hmm. more... Um, what's a good word? Um, R-rated is a good word. Okay. So but, I, I love The Dark Knight. I love the whole trilogy. I think uh, Christopher Nolan is one of the most talented filmmakers yeah. working today. So I love those movies. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that would probably tell you that Dark Knight might be the best, best movie of that whole decade. I think people would agree. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. I, I, I think that's one of the few movies that you almost don't hear people complain about. I think everybody loves it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Well, it has an 94% of Rotten Tomatoes, so 6% of people are just going to get rid of them. Uh, Fellowship of the Ring from Lord of the Rings. Sure. Sure. Yeah. What's your opinion on those movies? Um, I think we talked about it before on here, Maybe. but um, yeah, basically, uh, I like them. I mean, I don't, I'm not a fanatic. No. Um, they're a little long for me. It's... You know, to, it's, each one is basically a separate act. It's a three-part story, so to get the whole story, you got to watch all three. They're not really sequels. It's a right. three-part, three-part story. Each each part is almost three hours long, so you're looking at like a nine-hour movie. Um, I enjoy that kind of material. I just, it's you know, it's not one I'm going to sit through very often. Sure. Did you just because I know you have an extensive collection? Do you own them? I'm assuming you. Own I do. Them. Do you own the extended, the big extended? Have you ever watched oh, them? Yeah. I, well, I actually have not watched the extended versions, but I own them. But I'm one of those guys who's got to get the the best version of a movie. So I got to if there's a delete, you know, extended director cut, I got to get the extended director cut. Of version. course, I uh, 
I remember in college, that was our goal, me and a couple buddies, three nights. We had three nights open, and we're like, we're going to watch the extended, uncut, director's cut of Lord of the Rings. And we did one each night. I think we, I think it came out to like 12 and a half hours. Sure. And man, is Fellowship of the Ring, or no, uh, uh, Return of the King, Yeah. on the extended version, a tough sit. Really? Oh, yeah. You know that ending scene in the, the big, you know, cathedral scene? That, mm-hmm. that lasts... I mean, what, in the main movie, it's what, 10 minutes maybe? That is like an hour-long sequence <laughs> of just, of just, t- and you know, it's already concluded by then, but yeah. it is so long, we couldn't believe it. We were like, this is crazy. They had so much to work with here. Why would they, why would they do this? <laughs> so don't watch that part. Cut it off right at the end. Even though you've already went that far, don't do it. But other than that, it's crazy. It's an interesting, I haven't watched them since because I feel like I might never need to. Yeah. I saw them all in the theater and I enjoyed them and I like that kind of the fantasy setting and I think um I like Willow quite a bit. I would probably take oh. Willow over Lord of the Rings. Sure. That's just me. I, I grew up with Willow and I've seen that one more than once and um it's kind of the same type of setting. You know. Totally. So that's good. Uh Lost in Translation. I can't believe that's on there. I I, like- I will openly admit I've never seen it. I like it. I don't love it. I, I'm a Bill, I'm a Bill Murray fan. Um, I think he makes that movie. He makes it watchable. Um, I I don't think it's essential to anything. No. no. Okay. You could Good to know. you could skip it. Even as a Bill Murray fan, I don't think I don't even think it's an essential Bill Murray film. Okay. I think it's an enjoyable film because he's in it. <laughs> uh, that is that's I'm great. Not, you know what? I'm not a Sofia Coppola fan. She wrote and directed that film. Kind of agree. And I've watched a few of her films, and uh, I'm yet to be impressed with her. Yeah, I, I'm probably on the same train. I've never seen it. Just never followed it. You don't need to. Okay, good. I'll take your word on it. Another movie I haven't seen, maybe you have. Um, it's always been one of them ones, uh, Spirited Away. Have you ever seen Spirited Away? The animated yeah. film? I have seen it. Okay. I know people love that movie. People love it. I enjoy anime sometimes. Um, that's not one of my favorite ones. I, okay. I don't know. Just yeah, that's one of the movies that's high up on my list to see because it is one of the movies that gets, gets brought up in like great movie conversations all the time, and I've just never never gotten around to it. And anime is, definitely doesn't fall under stuff I enjoy very much, so I only watch the, the big ones, and that's one of the ones I haven't seen. Okay, that's good to know. Um, Shaun of the Dead? Um, I love Shaun of the Dead. I love Shaun I'm of the Dead. I'm a big zombie guy, and I think that's a really funny kind of zombie send-up. Again, I'm surprised it's on this list. Um, I think it's the comedy on the list. That's why. I think it's kind of the comedy that they chose. I guess. I Yeah, I, I love the movie. I have it in my collection. I wouldn't want it taken out of my collection, no. but it's not the kind of movie that I would think of when I'm thinking of um, Essential for the Decade. See, I think if I was making my own, maybe that's what we'll do sometime in the future. We'll do our own. Um, I think I'm going to put it on there. I think it's... Not only does it hit the zombie genre, the horror genre, I think it's and it's hilarious. I love it, and the editing on it is amazing. And how they, t- I love that movie. That's like one of my, oh gosh, it's so funny. I watch it. It's one of the more rare movies I watch in every like two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, it's very good. It's so good. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I love it, it, it. These are. These movies you're listing, they're, they're movies I enjoyed, but I, I, I just, I don't Do think they hit that, that. They don't get that hump for you. It, I wouldn't say to somebody, you have to see eternal sunshine. Yeah. I don't know if I would either. It's, I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's good. Um, I think it's a great film. It's exactly the kind of film I enjoy. These, these films that can really go kind of, kind of weird and make you wonder what the heck, but then bring it all together at the end. Yes. Um, it's one of those, you know, some movies will go weird on you and then the credits roll and you go, what the hell was that? (laughs) This one, you know, they can bring it when they can bring it together to where it actually, it's, uh, in the end, it, it, you know, it it actually makes sense and why things were the way they were. Um, it's one of those kind of films and I really enjoyed it. It's a great offbeat comedy. Um, it's from Michel Gondry, who's, uh, I've talked about on the podcast before. He's a 
director that I really enjoy. I actually got to meet him when I was out in Los Angeles nice. too. I got a little caricature that he he drew me. Um, I'm a big fan. I love the movie. I don't know that everyone would love that movie, but I personally love the movie. I, I, you know, to me, that's another movie that I think I don't know anybody who's probably seen it that would say that they don't think it's pretty good. Like, well, good. Love, love. It's very good. It is good. I think yeah. I would probably again if I made this, I would probably it would be close if if you know the, the movie. The movie he goes to get a procedure done um, where they erase his memory because he's broken up with his girlfriend right. and he wants. Not only does he want to have broken up with her, he wants to not remember her at all. And I think my favorite line is, he says to the doctor, can this procedure result in brain damage? And the doctor says, technically the procedure is brain damage. <laughs> it's true. It's, great line. <laughs> it's a good line. Just that line. Yeah. It deserves it. Um, uh, Pan's Labyrinth is on there. I Which can't do it. I, I don't care. I, it's the greatest movie of all time. So <laughs> it's fine. I'd put that on mine because that's an essential movie that everyone should watch all the time because it's spectacular. The I mixture the mixture of real life and fantasy is great, and I love it. The possibility exists that I'll, I'll give that film another watch someday. I know a lot of people really enjoy it. I went into it thinking it was going to be more of a monster film, and I thought the monsters were a very minor part of the film. Yes. Which kind of disappointed me did it have subtitles yes it's spanish that was another part of it that i think turned me out oh really yeah. i, I love it was like it was the it was the movie that got me in love with foreign language movies just because i i always i, I remember when it came out i remember thinking i'm like oh, this movie looks awesome but i really don't want to sit through a subtitled movie then mm -hmm. i watched it and i'm like this is the best and i i love I, I think the mixture and the thing about it is is the the fantasy in it um is great and super inventive and smart, but the real stuff that's going on with the war and stuff is just as interesting, which is good because like you said, you said you were let down because there wasn't enough of that. But I think what was going I on, I thought there was going to be more good. monsters. Yeah, sure. And I think up until that point, and you know, I mean the trailer and the boat and all the cover art and stuff, I mean, suggests that the movie itself is like 99% that. Because, I mean, those are the selling, seller stuff, you know? That's the stuff that looks cool and, right. you know, so I get that. So, yeah, so maybe if I rewatched it knowing more what to expect, maybe I would yeah, appreciate it more. But. We'll, we'll definitely make it because I love it. Um, i got a couple more here. Uh, no Country for Old Men. I I enjoy the movie. I think it's... We've had this discussion of the, the yeah. esoteric ending, but, I mean, I think a lot of people would consider Cohen's outside of Fargo, probably their second no biggest accomplishment well it was because you know it helps that they won all the awards for it too it might be their second most popular but it's not their second best film i think it's really well directed really well acted a lot of interesting characters in it um i enjoyed the movie for the most part uh, i don't think of it as essential for the decade really i think i might I, I, <coughs> again if i made my top 10 i think i'd probably have no country for open on it i think it's spectacular um great it's hard to put a good villain in movies and nowadays like iconic villains and they they did yeah he was a cool villain gosh he was good um we got two left uh, children of men which i think we had this discussion you weren't a fan of i didn't like it i loved it i thought i thought the world they set and created was just great it just felt desolate and terrible to be in yeah. And I love Clive Owen, too. I don't know. I have a soft spot for Clive Owen. He hasn't made a ton of great stuff, but I don't know, man. He's just a... Uh, he sells me on some things. And I like the plot twist in, like, the first third of the movie. I think that's pretty good. You don't usually see a big... Uh, a main plot twist happen so early, and you weren't really expecting it. I think that's great. That one was... It's kind of a post-apocalyptic film. Yeah. Where nobody can... Uh, no more... Nobody can give birth anymore. So, like, the, right. what's the youngest person in the world? It's like 18 and a half in it or something. Mm. But then he ends up... His, like, ex is the head of one of the... Uh, uh, like, what do we want to call it? Marauder, you know, martyr gangs. And they end up having one of the... The only girl left on Earth that's pregnant. Mm. And it's pretty much, how do we keep her alive? Because people want to stop that from happening. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's dreary, right? It is, and that turns me off. Yeah, I, I can understand the uncomfortable 
feeling of just gray all the time. I mean, the whole movie's gray. I mean, every building's concrete blocks and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, and then the last one is Iron Man, which is good. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the kickoff yeah, you know, of the franchise. We've talked about it plenty on here, but. Yeah, I think I'd put it as my number one Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Iron Man. Yeah. So. I have no problem with that. It's interesting to see Iron Man, Dark Knight. I mean, Iron Man, Dark It's so much, uh, so much fantasy on there. Add in Pan's Labyrinth and Dark it's, You know, it's kind of a interesting time compared to some of the other stuff. You know? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I would put on my essential list. The first one that comes to mind for me would have been Memento. Memento, Memento would have been a thought of me, too. Memento's a pretty big one to leave out. Yeah. I would have to... Well, maybe we'll do that. Maybe that's a future future episode. We can do essential movies of the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, all of 90% on Rotten Tomatoes are over, so that's good. All right. Now we're here to talk holiday movies. Kind of like our... Uh, Halloween special that we did. We're going to chit-chat about one of the new films that came out, Netflix original, uh, Christmas Chronicle, and then we're going to kind of go through some of the get-you-ready-for-the-holiday-spirit if you're hanging out this weekend or over Christmas Eve, Christmas break of, you know, the inundation of Christmas and all that stuff. What are some of the movies you should watch? And uh, John and I haven't talked about this beforehand, so it's going to be fun to hear what we like. Mm -hmm. So, Christmas Chronicle... Just came out on Netflix a couple weeks ago. I'm sure you guys seen it. It was the banner. You know how when you guys have Netflix, it's the banner movie that gets publicized for a few days. It's got Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell as Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. I will give the movie something before we talk too deep into it. I'm glad that it was Kurt Russell. I mean, it was pretty much Kurt Russell in in a big, big beard. Because that was kind of one of the jokes about the movie was that we have this imagination of what Santa Claus is. And actually he's just Kurt Russell in a Santa costume, um, which I thought was a good way to get, because originally you hear Kurt Russell's Santa and you're like, I don't necessarily know if the rough and grizzled Kurt Russell is Santa Claus, but they kind of get around it. I like the, I'm sure you got that part where they kind of got around, like they make fun of him. Like say, ho, ho, ho. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. It's kind of a satirical film a little bit. It is. Um, there's a lot of really funny lines in it. Um, the film kind of pokes fun at itself a little bit. Sure, it's a fun, it's a fun movie. Yeah, it's it's what you're thinking. You know, it it starts off kind of exactly how Searching started off. You have the tapes of this family every Christmas. They record what they do, and it's perfect. And you always know in the first ten minutes of a movie when everything's too perfect, something's going to happen. And the dad ends up passing away, so it's the first Christmas without without the father. And the father was kind of the guy who brought Christmas, decorated the house, mm-hmm. took the presents, you know, was the, was the all-star dad at Christmas. And so now he has a, you know, a son and a daughter, son's late teens, daughter's what, 10, 12, somewhere yeah. in there. And, uh, so now, you know, she believes in Santa. He doesn't. And now it's, uh, the mom's out of the house and they want to catch Santa Claus in the act of coming in the house. Cause she, she thought she saw Santa on one of the old videotapes. Yeah. I thought they did a good job at kind of covering their ground when it came to certain things, like, you know, instead of us like, Oh, we should catch Santa on video. If he comes down the chimney, like she kind of already did once to prove that he was there. I thought that was cute. Clever. Yeah. They end up setting up cameras all over the house to hopefully get a video of Santa when he comes. Yep. So that's what they do. And eventually, you know, they catch Santa and the reindeer outside and they decide to jump into the sleigh and hang out with Santa which turns into a very bad, bad idea considering Santa has to deliver all the presents overnight and he gets scared and crashes the sleigh into the, in Chicago, which is not yeah. where they're from because, you know, it kind of, kind of goes through all the gadgets of Santa, which I thought was cute. It was like how he gets from place to place. He has the globe on his, uh, mm-hmm. on his dashboard of his sleigh and, um, his hat is what brings the magical powers. And, uh, you know, this, you know, his, his sack of, uh, gifts help him jump over and he goes in and out of the chimneys and stuff. So now they crash. Santa's upset. Now Santa is without his magical powers. He and, loses his hat. He loses you know, his reindeer. He loses the sack of toys. And of course, without his hat, he has no powers either. So now they're in Chicago. And the emptiest streets of Chicago <laughs> I've ever seen. 
as there's not another car to be seen in one of the busiest cities. Well, I presume it's fairly late. <laughs> Still. If, if Santa's out working, you know, it's... It's, it's four it's in the after morning. Bit, and that's why, he's, it's, that's why he's mad, because they should have been asleep. Right. They shouldn't have been, you know, trying to catch Santa Claus. Um, so, yeah, no, so now Santa's on foot, and he now needs to deliver the gifts. How's he going to do it? Yeah, first he's got to find them. <laughs> yeah, he has to find everything. So yeah. that's that's. I thought it was cute that Santa knew everyone. He knew them well, he through would. their their letters to he, Santa. He certainly would, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think that's a cute idea. Like he goes to the bar and he's like, "Oh, don't worry, I got this. I can figure it out." And he goes in and tells everybody like about them, who they are, knows their name, but he knows them all through their letters that they send him. You know, and mm-hmm. um, what they've become. And um, yeah, I thought that was cute. I mean, the movie's cute. Yeah. I mean, that's the opinion. That's the word. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, there's some things that you can pick out of them. The little girl is a little rough for, uh, she's, deli- and I don't think that's her fault. There's some lines that she drops here and there that are just, just oh, that is just her acting, just though. her acting. You know, she, well, I think 10. she's still, there's some 10 year olds that are better than others. And she's, she was, I also think it was some of the directing too. I mean, some of the lines were just for her were just not great, and they cut to her a lot because they always wanted her facial expressions in certain parts. I'm like, you don't need to keep cutting to her. We get it; she's happy and she's sad. To cut to her once, there's one part where they cut to her like three times. I'm like, we got it. But like, those are little things. You know what you're gonna watch here? Yeah. Do you, do you want to watch the cute Kurt Russell? You know, it's funny. There's a few funny parts in it too. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought it was funny. I'd definitely recommend it. I, th- I think it's a good, a, a real good Christmas movie, actually. Yeah. And I don't know the last, like, you know, when I think of the Christmas movies, the good ones, they're all from years past. It's so, so true. This is a this is a good one that just came out recently. I think it's enjoyable. Um, it's not a perfect movie, but it's it's lighthearted and fun, and I think it's easy to recommend. Yeah, that, that's it. it. It falls under that. It's doing what it wants to do. Like, mm-hmm. going back to that thing where it's like, and again, perfect if you're at home on Christmas, you've already watched your three movies that you watch every year, you flip Netflix on, your family's over, it's easy to put this in the background. Mm-hmm. And it's very kid-friendly, I thought. Um, yeah, I think all the kids ages. would want to watch it. Yeah. Um, you know, the one only thing I was... Uh, the elves were not cute. The, the elves they were, were kind of icky, right? Like, <laughs> Well, the movie seemed pretty realistic, except for the elves. Ah, the they elves were, were rough. They look like, um, well, they were clearly animated, and they were meant to look animated. I think they, they they really didn't. They didn't seem to fit in. They didn't, and the character rendering of them didn't look like they all had mustaches and stuff. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. You don't really see much of them until later on in the movie. Yeah, they come like the last third, and even in the last third, and then there's like that elf that's mad about every that they, doesn't matter that he is mad and wants to chainsaw you for some reason, and they were a little distracting. I it, they were. That was the only thing that like. You know, not to get nitpicky, but that's a big, I think, quote unquote, a big part of the movie that I thought I was like, I wanted to know what you thought. Because I was like, these guys are, I was waiting for the elves. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of made me think of like the minions. I'm like, oh, they'll be cute and funny. They, they weren't really. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just felt like the, the movie felt fairly realistic, fairly grounded in reality. Yeah. Grounded in our world. And <laughs> all of a sudden there's these animated like Pixar characters. Yeah. So it's kind of it, that did, totally, like you said, didn't fit. Like yeah. they, the the elf idea behind the way they looked uh, didn't work for me at all, and yeah. it's kind of sad considering and the lack of Rudolph. I kept oh, waiting yeah. for the big Rudolph reveal, you know, because they, I kind of kept mentioning like that. Oh yeah, we got to get the reindeer, and we'll get the reindeer, yeah. and I was like, this has to be set up for the big Rudolph reveal, right? And there wasn't one. I was waiting for it. I was. Disappointed by the lack of the red nose on the front of the sleigh. Maybe that's just pure Christmas dusting right there, but I was waiting. Well, there's a deleted scene, I think, where Rudolph was actually killed during the crash. <laughs> but they, you know, they cut that out. Well, or, I mean, they were in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty violent place. Right. Uh, so, I mean, you never know mm-hmm. what's going on there. Uh, the cops don't have much to do in Chicago in this movie, though, as they hang out with Santa all night, even though Santa proves to him. About six times that he's Santa Claus, and they still don't believe him. But it's tough it's, to swallow when you're meeting the real Santa. It, the <laughs> but he is pulling a ton of good toys out of his coat that I need. Uh, I need access to because he even had a Mickey Mantle rookie coat. Yeah, like, and then the wife tears it up. 
Get but Santa probably her. could just make another one. Yeah, that was my first thought too. Was when he pulls out the Mega Man car, and it's like a big thing that she tore it up. I'm like, he, he's Santa. He can, he'll just whip out another one. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's cute, fun. Yeah, what, what did you think of Kurt Russell as Santa? I mean, I liked him. <laughs> sure. I mean, you know, it, the movie wasn't completely <laughs> intending to be taken completely seriously, no. so he did kind of put fun at himself. You know, he does mention that, you know, the billboard puts 80 pounds on, and that's why he doesn't look like the billboard. Right. And he says something about, how you know, how many people do you know that can eat a million cookies in one <laughs> night and not gain weight? And he goes, basically, you're looking at him kind of right. thing. Um, it was just, it was funny. Yeah. I thought I thought the mimic, like you said, the, the, the making pointy fun at it was pretty good. It was lighthearted yeah. enough, but yeah. it still was like, yeah, okay. Santa yeah. Claus is kind of ridiculous, but it's, it's a, funny. It's a good, fun, sure, kind of satirical Christmas movie. Yeah, it really is. I thought the the ending that was very hallmark that you knew how it was going to end anyway because these movies aren't trying was was good. Mm-hmm. I thought the way they did it packed a like, nice little emotion, yeah, emotional punch to it that I thought was well done. Yeah, yeah, I think it earned it. Yeah. Without being too uh, too hallmarky. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. Why not? Why you know what? You're in the mood. It's Christmas. Your tree's on in your living room. Mm-hmm. No problems with it. So no. we're in agreement. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's chat. Christmas movies. Yep. So where do you want to start? I'm gonna go right to National Lampoon's. Uh, is that you have to right? Because it's, it's the greatest. Yeah. There's no anybody can tell me. And I know it's cliche to say that that's the greatest, but it is. It is. <laughs> it, there's nothing that beats it. Right. I watch it every year mm-hmm. without fail. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's it very funny. Uh, Chevy Chase is just... He's at his top of his game. Yeah. So, I mean, even the small things. Like, you know a part that I find hilarious? Because I knew we were going to talk about this movie, and it was just going to be us talking about our favorite parts, which is like 20 of them. It's just the small... When you watch the movie so many times, it gets the small stuff. Mm-hmm. His face that he makes when he when he realizes that she wrapped her cat up, <laughs> the face is so good because he's like, she wrapped up her damn cat. Just the face of like, I can't believe that the cat's in the box is mm-hmm. great. And the face that he makes when he realizes the squirrel is on his back. Yeah. Those are hilarious moments. I love the moment where <laughs> um, Randy Quaid is over there and he's kind of casually walking through the house and looking at their little ornaments and things. And he sees like a little airplane ornament or something. He tries to spin the blade <laughs> and it breaks and he just kind of keeps walking. Just keeps walking. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes that glass and just dunks it right into the eggnog. And every time just there's a ladle right there, doesn't care, just slams it right in. Yeah. I mean, there is great stuff there. I like when they go sledding too. And so he slicks up the thing with the... That that op- that scene where it just goes... <laughs> yeah, he just turns into flames. <laughs> You know, uh, the other scene I love is when they're out with Randy Quaid and they're shopping, and Clark puts the light bulbs on the, and he just takes the dog food, drops them right on the light bulbs. Just keep Clark keeps putting stuff in the cart, and he keeps shoving other stuff on top of it, breaking all the stuff under. So funny, yeah, yeah. It's it's the greatest Christmas movie. Oh yeah, I don't let anybody fight me on it. Like people can talk Christmas story all they want. I'm sorry. National Lampoon's is the best Christmas movie. Yeah. And I mean, heck we even, uh, my wife and I had a kid in March and, uh, and, uh, we, uh, we were in the, uh, room waiting for, you know, the whole kid stuff to happen. And, uh, we had a TV and TV didn't have very many channels on it, but it did have on demand movies and, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas vacation was one of them. So at, uh, I think three in the morning, we were sitting there watching National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, just waiting in the hospital room. I'm like, even now, this seems like appropriate, appropriate time to watch this movie. And you named him Clark. <laughs> just snots. I mean, right now, I have a nine-month-old snots, because that's the dog's name. <laughs> kind of the perfect name for him, really, because that's about what my son looks like on a daily basis right now. Um, you know, the other part I love, too, is when he, when he goes to ch- change chainsaw and he chainsaws the part of the banister right up because it shakes on him <laughs> fix the new post and just keeps walking because he just ah the geez. opening of that movie they go to get their tree and they're they're out there in the 
in the wilderness and they find this big majestic tree and the son says dad i don't think i don't think that would fit in our yard and clark says it's not going in our yard it's going in our living room <laughs> so good and then just and then the part you know of course he gets stuck in the tree and then he's laying in bed and his fingers have sap all over him, so he's yeah. ripping the <laughs> ripping the pages out of the magazine and yeah. gets his hand caught in Beverly D'Angelo's hair. I mean, there's just so much good stuff in it. I mean, everybody's funny. And it's just I love the garbage heap outside. Just fills up and fills up with, you know, the, the torch tree and all the the Rudolph and the or the reindeer and stuff are destroyed and it's all the the sled because the bottom's destroyed out of it from putting the, the Pam on it and stuff. So funny, such little stuff, but so that's the one you have to start with. If you don't watch it on Christmas, uh, we're mad at you because it's the best. You can watch it year round. Now. Yeah. Just watch it every time, all the time. So, uh, well, since we're just talking about that else, I know it's on Christmas, but what are your thoughts on the other, uh, three, three national lampoons in there? Like, uh, you know, national lampoons vacation oh, and then vacation, European, European and, uh, and Vegas, Vegas. Um, I've actually liked all of them, but Christmas is my favorite. Yeah, by far. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas is too. I like the original Vacation quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and I actually really enjoyed Vegas Vacation. I thought there was some pretty funny So did there. I. I thought there was bits in there that were funny. Mm-hmm. It always makes me think about uh, how you can't go to the Hoover Dam like that anymore because <laughs> yeah. I was when I actually visited the Hoover Dam a couple of years ago, and you know, it's because of 9 11, you can't take that tour anymore. But I told my wife, I'm like, Clark Griswold came down here and ruined this for everyone. I'm like, is that just not the running joke in here? I'm like, how do you not think of him putting bubble gum on the cracks and trying to keep it from from uh, flooding on you? Yeah, and he keeps calling it the dam. The, yeah, you know, the, dam is, <laughs> the, dam. the dam tour. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I thought they were all good. And Europeans, you know, it's different. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so okay. Christmas vacation. The Christmas vacation by far. Okay. All right. Well, what's your next one? I'll let you go. Um, I got a few here. and sure. I mean, they're not really in any particular order, but um, I got to go Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. Um, I love that movie. <laughs> um, it's kind of a good Halloween or Christmas movie. Uh, just a great, great movie. I don't know. What do you want me to say about it? Yeah. Everyone, I'm sure everyone's seen it. Everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. It's a great movie. Yeah, I agree. It's on my list, and I think that's the same thing with me. It's, do you need to say anything about it? It's great. Just a, it's a one of a kind, you know. Um, just love everything about it. Love the animation. Love the music, and just just the idea behind it. Just a, just a one of a kind film. Um, I also got uh, Elf. Okay, Elf's not on mine. I don't like Elf. You don't like Elf? I don't. Oh, it's fine. I get it. Me and my wife actually just had this discussion the other day before you talk about it, and mm-hmm. she even turned to me and she goes, "Oh, why is uh why is everybody watching Elf?" And I was like, oh, and me, me and her must have never brought it up in the 10 years we've been together. I was like, yeah, I don't like it either. She goes, yeah, I don't either. That's probably why we never watch it on Christmas. <laughs> and so, yeah, but I get it. So I enjoy it. I'm a big Will Ferrell fan, though. And, I mean, I'll watch him in anything. I, I liked, you know, Anchorman and uh, Blades of Glory, where he was an ice skater. I mean, anything with Will Ferrell, I enjoy. Um, but I, I think Elf is hilarious. Um, I love the scene where he's in the shopping mall and he, cause he's basically exiled from, from the North pole. Cause he doesn't fit in. He's, he's a full sized man. You're right. Trying to be an elf. So he's, he's now in, uh, like in New York city or something. And he's at the shopping mall and this guy makes an announcement that hey, he's, you know, tomorrow Santa's going to be here. He's <laughs> Will Ferrell. That just, is a, that is a funny part. He starts screaming. And everyone's just staring at him like, what? He goes, I know him. <laughs> That's right. I, you know, the thing I, I, the stuff I remember and I like about Elf is in like the first 25 minutes when people are, you know, he's doing the, the whole, I don't fit here, but I think mm-hmm. it's all Santa and all like this stuff. I think that stuff's pretty funny. Yeah. There's well, a lot of good stuff great. in there. I like, I like that one. Yeah. All right. I, I like Will Ferrell. Yeah. So. It's good. I, a couple I have, um, that are a little uh, different and stuff. I mean, I'll stick with the easy ones. Uh, Gremlins. Um, I always like Gremlins. I never fun. think of that as a Christmas movie. I know it takes place on Christmas. That's well, and I guess when I think Christmas movie too, I kind of open it up to 
being involved with Christmas on Christmas Day or, you know, because it's, you know, as a gizmo is the gift, right? That's what the dad gives him for Christmas. It's been a while since I've seen Yeah, it. I'm pretty sure it's exactly, I'm pretty sure he goes to the store, which is like an oddity store, and that's what he buys him for Christmas is gizmo. Little do they know, keep water away from gizmo or else it's going to really ruin your weekend because all these little mogwai are going to jump all over and uh, have mohawks and destroy and be really mean. But, uh, yeah, I always, I've always considered it a Christmas movie, I guess, for me, just because it's, you know, everything's lit up, everything's around Christmas time, so I like Gremlins a lot. Sure. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, though, and I think that's one of my movies I'm going to revisit. Um, Home Alone? Are you a Home Alone guy? Yeah, I got that on my Okay, list. good. The first, both, both the first two are funny. Well, the first one, to me, is a, is a classic. Yeah. It's, I think I saw that multiple times in the theater, and, um... Yeah, back when that one came out, it was just one of those movies that everybody had to see. Yeah. You gotta see Home Alone, you know. Um, yeah, it's a classic. It's still really good. Yeah, in the in the in the 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 house, the the last twenty minutes of him trapping the house and stuff is like still funny, still holds up. I just rewatched Home Alone maybe two Christmases ago. It's probably the first time I'd seen it in 10, 15 years. It's so funny. And Joe Pesci's so funny. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other guy, I'll never know his name. Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern, thank yeah. you. Um, they're funny. They're so stupid. You kind of forget, like as a kid, when you watch it, you just like the parts where he throws marbles on the ground and throws pancakes in their face. Mm-hmm. But the lead up of how bad of burglars they are is kind of hilarious when you're older. You're like, oh, these guys are so dumb. It's so great. Yeah. And then, you know, it has the heart, too, of like Macaulay Culkin and the family. And his mom's yeah. funny when they learn that he's not not there. I mean, it's funny. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and then the second, I, I still like the second one too. I think the second one's funny too. Granted, it's the same movie, but yeah, well, they, I mean, it was, it was such a big hit that, you know, of course they're going to do a sequel. Of course. Um, they changed the setting a little bit, but it was, yeah, it was the same thing. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, yeah. What I think you? the first one, I don't know if you need the second one. It's just kind of a yeah, obligatory sequel. It is. <clears throat> I mean, they even have the same off, offbeat character that Macaulay Culkin becomes friends with. Like the same exact thing. It's just instead of like a was it the first one? He was that guy who shoveled. Yeah, there snow, was the right? old guy that everyone thought was scary, but turns out he's just a nice guy. And then, <laughs> then that one in New York or whatever it was, it's the bird, bird lady, lady. Yeah. who everyone thinks is scary. Turns out she's just a she's just a nice old weird lady right. who likes birds. Right. It is funny how they're the exact same movie, but nobody seemed to care. Um, and in the first one, they talked about a bird. He had a bird on his sweater. Oh, really? Okay. I wonder if the bird lady maybe, was somehow maybe. in reference to them or something. I don't know. Maybe. How smart were they back then to realize that this cash cow that they had on their hands? Um, I guess the other couple I would say, before I get off my off-the-wall pick, uh, Just Friends with... Uh, Ryan Reynolds, maybe smart. I mean, that's all. That's all Christmas related. That's like Christmas themed the whole time. I uh, saw it once. Yeah, um, I didn't remember it being Christmas related. Yeah, but uh, that movie for me was forgettable. Yeah, it is for me too. But I think I, I kind of went. I did some research and stuff of what I was looking at. I was trying to find a decent romantic comedy Christmas movie that wasn't Hallmarky, and uh, that was the one that I was like, okay, mm. sure, it's fine. I, again, I'm not throwing out there as like a rave review, but well, if, I gotta, I, if I had to go through a list of, of movies like that, that was the one that I was like, okay. I got a couple here. Okay, let me see. going to trump that one. Um, Jingle All the Way. I was going to say, I have Jingle All the Way okay. on mine, of course. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Jingle All the Way, it's great comedy about trying <laughs> to get that hot holiday toy that's sold out everywhere, you know. Um, just a just a great movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays this dad who's kind of consumed with his his business and his career, and he's kind of let his family down and his kids time and time again. He's not there, and this year is going to be the year he gets it right. His kid, what does he want? He wants a Turbo Man. Turbo doll. Man. All right, he's going to do it. He's going to get the Turbo Man doll and show his kids how much they mean to him. Well, it's sold out everywhere so he goes on this crazy adventure um with sinbad yes another dad in this remember when sinbad was a thing remember how famous he was for about them three years yeah this was his breakout movie and i'm pretty sure the only one but this was it there's 
there's a lot of great scenes in this movie. Um, I mean, the supermarket scene. It's I mean the the toy store scene where they're trying to. The first one they go yeah. to. Yeah, is that the one where they have the big race of trying to get to where they need to be? Is that that one? The, the first, yeah. Well, they go to several toy stores. The first toy <laughs> store they go to, where he actually meets Sinbad, is they're waiting in line outside this toy store that hasn't opened up yet, and they're there to be there right when the doors open. And when they get inside, they find out that the only thing left is Booster, the Booster. sidekick. <laughs> Nobody wants Booster. <laughs> they want Turbo Man. So um, they find out that there's uh, a big toy store nearby that that has some turbomans. So they go there, but there's only a limited quantity and they're going to give them away using, um, like a lottery system. And they basically turn into a big, a big brawl breaks yes, out. That's, that's the one I'm thinking of. That one's yeah. great. Where they're all so punching funny. each other. I'll try to get to those lottery <laughs> balls. Um, there's just a lot of really good stuff in that movie. Really funny stuff. Just a guy trying, doing whatever he has to, to get this, Get the toy. piece of plastic that his kid wants it's yep. just it's just wonderful yeah it is it is it's you've summed it up great they filmed that in uh the twin cities of minnesota yeah and um i actually <clears throat> i was actually there to watch them film a couple of the scenes and i got some pictures of uh arnold schwarzenegger and uh sinbad and i got autographs from jim belushi and uh i think sinbad actually yeah. i think sinbad and jim jim belushi both signed an autograph for me so that was kind of a cool experience yeah. um, to see them filming that live, but it, it is a really good movie. It's one I, I still really enjoy. Yeah, so do I. Haven't seen it for a few years, but uh, another movie when I was doing this, I was like, oh man, I missed that. That was right at the weird Schwarzenegger uh, time of his career right there too, where he's switching it up and doing all the family stuff and doing all the weird movies. And This mm -hmm. one I thought was great. It's great. It is great. It's so fun. It's it. Me and you were both smiling, just staring at each other, oh, yeah. just thinking of it. It's really, really good. <laughs> it's really if you good. haven't seen it, I, yeah, don't know, you know, I don't know what you're waiting for. I was just going to say, it, you know, in the year... Watch it this year. In the yeah. 2018... Now, when did that movie... Was that 95? Probably. Right Somewhere there. there? Yeah. You would think that that's not a movie that's on the radar anymore. If you haven't seen it, please do yourself a favor. Right. Totally. It's it's funny. Mm -hmm. It's If you have kids and... Phil Hartman is so good in there. Phil Hartman's great in it. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Funny. A lot, uh, of good, a lot of good actors. It is. Jim uh, Belushi. Jim, yeah, I, I forgot Jim Belushi was in it until you just said it. He plays the black market. Like, he's got the underground ring of he's selling the Turbo Mans, but they're outrageously priced. But yep. if, you, if you know the right guy, you can make connections right. with him, and he'll get you the Turbo, turbo man. man. What do you need? You need yep. a Turbo Man? I got your Turbo Man. It always, it always <laughs> makes you think of The Office. You ever watch The Office at all? Are you an Office fan? Oh, I love the office. Yeah, when Dwight buys the Princess Unicorn dolls and everybody keeps coming to the office and he's selling them like $300. <laughs> and, right. Uh, yeah. That's kind of the that right. always makes me think of, it literally makes me think of Jingle All the Way. I'm just like, that's, that's that's kind of what you do, right? That's kind of the racket that Jim Belushi has going in this yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> funny. It's a good movie. I'm glad you said it because I was going to bring it up too. Um, well, I guess we have to have the, no, maybe we'll end with that one. The no, one no, that I'll I got, say, I got more here. Yeah, I have a couple left. Um the one I remember, and this is not a good movie, but I rewatched it about five years ago, and it knows it's not a good movie. Did you ever see Jack Frost? The one no. with the snowman that kills people? No. Oh, you should. Because it is grade A B-movie camp that knows it's grade A B-movie camp, and that's what's fun about it. I mean, a prisoner gets transported, car accident happens, of course... Acidic goo gets on him, and he immediately turns into a snowman that kills people. And it's ridiculous, and that's the stupidest premise on the planet. But it's kind of fun the whole time you're watching it, because it's so stupid. And everything is, all the kills revolve around Christmas. And it's like, obviously Black Christmas is out there, but this time it's a Santa, it's a snowman doing it. I and it, watch that. You should. It's, it is grade A horror movie. I mean, it's extremely violent. But I watch. I've seen it maybe three times. But I remember watching it as a kid, and even when I was a kid, probably too young to be watching it, I was like, "This is stupid," but it's kind of fun. So I give that one Jack Frost. I say, I say that one. There's a there's another slasher film out there. I can't think of the name of it, but it's got Donald Logue in it. Okay. And it's where there's a killer Santa Claus. Yeah, I know there's a one with uh, Bill Goldberg, the wrestler. I think that one's called Santa Claus, and he he does the same thing where. He, the goes down. He has an axe. I think that's how he kills people. I wish I could think of the name of the one with Donald Logue now, but it, 
I enjoyed that one. Okay. It's another kind of slasher. Film. Sure. Somebody's killing people while dressed as Santa. And, of course, everywhere you look, there's people dressed, dressed as Santa. Of course. So. How do you find the killer when they're all Santa Clauses? Right. Everywhere? A lot of good misleads in that one and trying to find the killer and stuff. And some fun creative kills and stuff. It's, it's, an, it's an enjoyable sure. one if you're looking for that kind of thing. Right. That's why I throw it out there. It's like your one violent movie. Yeah. Um, there's one that I'm going to mention that uh, it's... I wasn't sure I was going to bring it up on the show because it's one that I enjoyed, but it's kind of getting mixed reviews. Okay. I was looking at some of the reviews. It looks like um, <laughs> maybe half the people that have seen it have really enjoyed it and the other half really hated it. But uh, it's an old Steve Martin movie called Mixed Nuts. Um, it's written and directed by Nora Ephron, who wrote When Harry Met Sally. And it is a uh, movie... Uh, Steve Martin plays one of these guys that works for like a suicide hotline prevention, you know, people can call if they're feeling suicidal and he, he talks them down, that kind of thing. <clears throat> and, um, it's sort of about his life is sort of just as crazy as the people's that he's trying to save. you know, he's got all this drama in his own life, but, um, it's a comedy. It's kind of a black comedy. It's got a lot of really good comedians in it. Um, in like small supporting roles, uh, it's got Adam Sandler in it. It's got uh, Stephen Wright. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that's the reason why I remember it even a little. It's been such a long time since I've seen it. It's, it's packed yeah. with like that era of comedy. Yeah. It's just fully in it. Yeah, it's got Juliet Lewis. Um, a lot of actors you'd recognize. Uh, Anthony LaPaglia is in it. Uh, I, I, the list just goes on and on. But Steve Martin is the star of it. I'm a big Steve Martin fan. I really like that movie. Um, it's getting about not quite 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. And the reviews on the Internet Movie Database were kind of like every other one. You either gave it 10 out of 10 or 1 out of 10. Of course. So it's it's one of those. It may be hit or miss for you. You may love it. You may be in the half that's not enjoying it for some reason. But I really like it. So I'm going to go ahead and recommend it. Okay, good. Yeah, that's a movie that I want to try to find and rewatch. I don't remember anything about it, but if you like it, it's it sounds like something up my alley. And Steve Martin's great and stuff. So, oh yeah. Um, do you have anything else? Uh, well, you mentioned uh, Gremlins since it takes place on Christmas. That was good enough to qualify it as a Christmas movie. So I'm going to bring up Die Hard. I was going to say, I was going to say, were we going to end with Die Hard and talk if it's because you know that's the ultimate question every every Christmas is Die Hard. A Christmas movie. Sure it is. Of course it is. Yeah. Because that was, you know, the other movie I had in mind was just because it was Eyes Wide Shut, which is all based around Christmas. To me, that's not a Christmas movie. I wouldn't say so either, but it's based around Christmas, so I had it on my list because I'm like, eh, it has the Christmas undertones of it. But Die Hard. To me, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I think so too. Yeah. Um, we'll definitely you... end with the, the Die Hard discussion because yeah. if you're not watching Die Hard at Christmas every couple of years, you're missing out. Yeah, I love when he when he uh, when he kills the first bad guy and he he writes on the guy's shirt. Oh yeah! Now I have a machine, machine gun. gun. Ho ho ho! Oh, great stuff! Yeah. Yes. Very Christmassy. <laughs> Killing a German terrorist to take his machine gun. And, but you wrote nothing's more spirit Christmassy than that. I but think. you wrote ho ho right. ho on it because yeah. it's the eighties. And that's what you do <laughs> in action comedy or in action movies. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. Hey, I mean the 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 building that they're in it has a Christmas tree in it. It's decorated. It's Christmas. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you should be watching. And you know the reason why that that I love that first one too is uh, is what a normal guy Bruce Willis is in it. Like he makes mistakes, and he's like not the biggest fighter and he's just trying to make just trying to help that's why by the end of the movie he should be just six feet under he's so beat up yeah well there they have a sequence in there where he's he's barefoot and he's got to walk across oh. glass and it's it's things like that that just remind you that he's just a human being yeah he's not superman exactly by the time you get to the fourth or fifth movie in the franchise oh the, where he's jumping cars into helicopters right yeah that's the best part kinda, about that first they, one they kind of ruined that franchise they did but um yeah the first one he's just very much just a, a normal human man trying to you know 
trying to survive in this extraordinary situation. Right, especially in like the first like twenty minutes where he's where he's realized what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like he's confused. He has no idea what to do. Like, what do you do? Yeah. I would hide in a duct and you would never hear from me again. Yeah. I'd be like, Oh oops. Sorry guys. I'm but yeah, I, I that's why I think the movie's great. But yes. This is your double feature for Christmas. You put on National Lampoons, or no, put on Die Hard first. Watch the action craziness, and then you throw on National Lampoons to get your comedy back in with Chevy Chase. Like that's that's the ultimate, right? Is that like is that where you'd be? I don't want to miss Jingle all the way though, <laughs> or Nightmare. You got to watch them all. Yeah, you know Nightmare is uh, is so good and interesting but it is so weird like it is so easy to put nightmare in halloween because at the mm. halloween time because it's so darkly weird kind of well he starts off as part of halloween town but he right. decides that he's interested in this spirit of christmas he's getting bored of halloween and scaring people all the time and so he wants to he wants to uh learn more about christmas and be kind of into that now but of course, he doesn't fully understand it, so he kind of brings his own Halloween tastes to great, Christmas, which is great stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the iconicness of this. I mean, gosh, I was even at Target yesterday or two days ago, and I was looking through their Christmas stuff. And the massive amount of Nightmare Before Christmas random merchandise out there still is so good. So, but we need more. Uh, we need more Die Hard and National Lampoon. So I think that's. Uh, I mean, I think that's it, right? I mean. Any other Christmas movies you can throw out quick? Those are the best recommendations. Those are the best ones I got, too. I mean, you know what? I think maybe the only other one I missed, just quick. I like Bill Murray again, Scrooged. I like that. It's dark Mm -hmm. and kind of a tough sit-through now that I'm an adult because I rewatched it not long ago. And I was like, but the ending is so good and Bill Murray's kind of good in it, so... I feel I like, like it, it didn't have as much humor in it as I oh, no, it's, usually expect from a Bill Murray movie. It's a dark so, movie. Yeah. And he, but he has that great, great speech at the end. That's It almost like makes up for the rest of it because it's it's like you got it the whole time. Like, oh, this, this mean man who's screwed. But that's my only other little one. But other than that, I think uh, everybody should have a good holiday. Watch National Lampoons for mm-hmm. sure. Hopefully we gave you some recommendations yeah. that you haven't seen. Or if you have, haven't seen in a while. Yeah, you know, like even Jingle All the Way for me. I mean, it's been a long time, so now I need to go and look and see if I can find it anywhere. Maybe check the check your local library too. Don't ever forget that uh, streaming services don't have everything. So uh, yeah, like even though movies like that, I, I just wonder how uh, how much Jingle All the Way is held up. I still really enjoy it. Yeah, when was the last time you watched it? Um, within the last two years, probably. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I know, I haven't watched Die Hard in about three or four years either, so maybe that'll be on my list. But one thing I will be doing on Christmas, outside of buying a movie theater, is I will probably watch National Lampoon's like the third time. Oh yeah. So we didn't talk Christmas story. Is that good or bad? It's not one of my favorites. Is I, it? Is it because you're just over it? It's probably because I didn't see it when it came out. I didn't see it until much later, um, after it was this big phenomenon, and everyone said you got to see it, and I. You know, I've heard all the lines, you know, you're going to shoot your eye out, this right. and that. And, um, I finally watched it, and I, th- I thought it was fine. Yeah, it's cute. I, I My wife loves it. She watched it as a kid, so it's like her favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, some of these movies, I think if you saw them when you were a kid, when they first came out, you probably have a fondness. Um, of course. But I, I didn't see that one until probably a couple years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. How could you not? How could you? I think that's my thing is you just can't, well, what, you can't get away from it. What year did that come out? Early 80s? Somewhere in there, but it's been played since, what, 90, early 90s, 24 hours. On. I, yeah, I just never tuned in for it. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just that movie that, because it's on 24 hours, you know that it's on 24 hours, so people always just, I remember being at my grandparents' house and they would just click to it randomly and it was just on so you'd catch the you'd catch the last 28 minutes and then oh look here it starts again and then you you're busy and you watch it and then you're at that point where you started at the end last time you're like ah whatever it's in the background then you realize that you watched it two and a half times and like i don't need to watch this movie two and a half times but i think that's the problem with it i think it's just i'm done with it like i get it so but yeah, no. So those are our recommendations for this Christmas episode. We hope everybody uh, has a good holiday. Yeah, we'll be back uh, next week for some uh, 
I think we're, we'll have our big Aquaman Venom two-part episode of, or, well, one episode, but dual episode of those two big uh, big releases. So yep. that should be good. So everybody have a good holiday and uh, stay safe and have fun. Yep. Merry Christmas. Talking to like a lot of people I know.